The city of Richmond becoming a prime target for gun violence. Richmond. The city of Richmond was known as one of the most dangerous cities in the Bay Area, if not the country. This is the For Our Future Podcast. Let's keep Richmond moving forward. everybody welcome to the fof podcast if you are rejoining us once again thank you for your continued support if you're new to the channel please please don't forget to like share and subscribe now tonight super excited about tonight's episode it's very very beneficial we're talking about sprucing up your resume but before we get to our guests we're going to do as we always do we're going to introduce our panel now i excuse me i MJ, a.k.a. Johnny Longdegs, a.k.a. Flyaway Johnny, because it's windy as heck tonight, and I'm not going to lie, it almost took me off my feet. Now, that handsome devil over there, way over there through that Zoom window, his name is Insomo Ramirez. Insomo, how you doing, my man? Hey, I'm doing well. I'm really looking forward to this episode. I heard I got the Steve Job vibe, so let's yep. see if we get that CEO status by the end of this episode once yeah. I get this resume in check. After, looking after forward to episode. it. After this episode, you're going to have a CEO resume good to go. And as always, we have D, a.k.a. D Hoka. How you doing, D? Hi, everybody. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, it was super windy. I had some plants outside and they just like knocked over. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn, my a, little mess? a little bit, but it's, it's not too bad. Gotcha. Yeah, other than well, that, a pretty good day. Pretty good day. Very, very good. Now, let's make your day even better by in, by introducing tonight's guest. Now, tonight's guest has a very long resume, no pun intended, but I'm going to let her go ahead and introduce herself and give her, give a quick background of what she does and what she's involved with. So, Sarah, welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you. Now, if you can take a brief minute just to, you know, give people a brief description of what you do and everything you're involved with. All right, so thank you so much to the For Our Future podcast. Super excited to be here. So hi everyone, my name is Sarah. I am a recruiting operations program manager for an ed tech company called Course Hero. So we are an online learning platform for college students to have access to crowdsourced notes and materials to help them study and, and get through college. Um, but I'm super excited to come here today and share my experience. Um, I'm involved in a couple of other organizations right here in Richmond. So um, I'm part of the um, METHIS program from, of Contra Costa College, and I've been involved with them for the past seven years. And so that's how I heard about this really cool opportunity. So I want to give a huge shout out to Kelly Ramos from from METHIS. Um, I'm also a board member for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. So um, mental health is super important to me. Um, I run a nonprofit in the South Bay, so in the San Jose area where I'm from. 
It's called Read, Write, Discover. And we focus on supporting kindergarten to eighth grade students in the summer and provide ninth to 12th grade high school students with opportunities for leadership positions. So awesome. Every every Thanks. bit of that, so great. Um, we we talked before briefly before the um, before we got on the podcast, and when you mentioned the suicide prevention, because I'm a huge advocate when it comes to um, mental health, um, so huge huge when it comes to that. Um, so I thank you for your for your uh, work there. Thanks so much. All right. Yeah, all right. and Jay, you weren't kidding about the long resume because that was that would be a lot for me to remember, Sarah. You have a lot yeah. going on, and I commend you for that. <laughs> Did you have a teleprompter okay. behind the screen? <laughs> no, like honestly, it's it's literally just. I feel like I'm going back to back, but it's such. It's like about opportunities and programs. I'm so like grateful for and and passionate about. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. really really cool. Well, tonight, you know, something that I think can benefit, you know, every single viewer that we um, that we have. Um, especially since the pandemic hit, Sarah, you know, a lot of people lost their jobs um, and they had to revamp some way, somehow. Um, so when this topic came up, we were very privileged to, to get somebody like you to, to, to help us out, to, to give out this good, great information. So thank you again. Um, so let's start with the questions, huh? Yeah, let's, let's get jump into it. All right. Somebody want to kick us off? Yeah. So first and foremost, I got to just add the disclaimer that my resume is in need of a little sprucing. Um, mm. I just want everyone to know, viewers, to feel comfortable. If you have questions, specific questions, please comment in the in the comment below and let us know what you need to know, what you want to ask, so that we can ask Sarah and discuss them live on the show. We are going to go over a couple of resumes later on. We have those right. Got those in hand. We're ready to go with those. Okay. Well, so. My first question would be, how has putting together a resume changed given the current situation of pandemic and all the craziness going on around that? What and how should we uh, use what we learned from this situation and apply it to resume? Yeah, so I think a really good resume just regardless of COVID or not, is to make sure that you are really highlighting the work you're doing in each job. Um, Unfortunately, I think, as you mentioned, um, a lot of people lost their jobs due to COVID. And that's no fault of anyone's. It's not no fault of anyone. They might just be in unfortunate circumstances. And I've seen people actually put on their resume words like impacted by COVID or COVID layoffs. And actually adding that to your resume actually provides recruiters and and people looking at your resume as a reason as what happened when you left the company. Um, And a lot of people, depending on the reasons they leave the company, sometimes they don't feel comfortable about sharing why they left. It could be any which reason, but I've seen a lot more recently that say something along the lines of laid off by COVID, impacted by COVID. Um, Because people don't wanna leave their jobs, especially in, in times like these, when, when you need a job to, mm-hmm. um, you know, be supported and, and support your family. So it's, t- it's totally okay to add that to your resume and make sure people know that, um, unfortunately COVID affected your business and, and your work. 
Yeah, I was wondering about that too, because, you know, I think one of the things that employers look at sometimes, not all the time, but is that time gap, right? Like what, what, what have you been doing this whole time? You know, so mm-hmm. um, adding on that, you know, maybe you were stricken, your, your job was, um, you know, you got laid off from your job due to the pandemic um, and feeling comfortable doing that is something that I didn't know, but I kind of always, like, I, I just, uh, I thought about that a lot. Like, you know, what does somebody put, like my uncle who has been laid off since March, he's reapplying mm-hmm. to different jobs and it has a huge gap, a year gap. Um, mm-hmm. I just figured, you know, I just, I would just um, uh, wonder how, how to go about that resume wise. So it's good yeah. to know that actually put it on there and let them know mm-hmm. right off the bat. Yeah, absolutely. So adjusting the gap in your resume, I think depending on what you do. So your uncle, um, he's been out of work for a year, starting to look for work again. Typically people add in like what they've been doing in that past year. So, I mean, I, a a couple of resumes we get, for example, not COVID related, but let's say um, females or just parents who leave work and then come back to join work after they've started to take care of their families and things like that. Sometimes they put in lengths of time. Um, I've seen like stay at home parent or something like that. And a lot of the skills that you are exhibiting can still be added to a resume. And in addition, thinking of like, what were some passion projects that someone was a part of? Were they volunteering in their community during that time? Were they, I think we were talking about the reimagine Richmond um, council meeting. Were you involved in that, attending that, really going into your community and and learning and, and things like that? Those are things that you can add to your resume to show that, hey, I haven't just been not trying. I've been involved in other things and I'm still looking forward to coming back to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's very interesting. Ho- hopefully, your uncle uh, Jay is tuning in tonight so you can get some of these good tips. Um, <laughs> Man, I, I seen him today, and I was like, "Hey, you know what? Here's one resource. Tap into this, and and um, you know, hopefully, he is. You know, he's a little older, but I told him to say, "Hey, you know, tell a little Dion, tell a little Darren, yeah. toss toss on that YouTube and hop on." You know. Um, that's what we're doing here. That's what we do it for, right? That's what we're doing. Exactly, exactly. He could always watch it later on. So it will be posted live. I mean, it will be posted after the live stream to YouTube. And so share it. Um, I have a ton of questions, but if someone else has a question they want to jump in with, otherwise I could just take it away. Let me know. I have a quick question for Sarah. So sure. as you know, majority of our viewers um, and the people that we try to target are, are either heading to college or like coming out of college. That's the main demographic. So what would be the biggest piece of advice to give to someone entering the workforce? Because there's like this like never ending cycle when, when new students are applying to jobs. They, jobs usually want someone with experience, but they're new and they need to get experience, but no one wants to give them a chance. So it's like this, like, you know, perpetual cycle and they, they can't really catch a break, especially during these times. So what, like, what's the biggest piece of advice you'd give to someone putting together a resume like that? Yeah, biggest piece of advice. I would say, 
I would say try to connect with people. You can use tools like LinkedIn, for example, to find people in jobs that you are interested in. Um, I, I um, am involved in um, a mentorship program. And one of the things that we train our, our students, and they're typically um, high school students that are about to enter college, that you can look on LinkedIn and find people who are in the jobs that you are you want to have and reach out to them. And literally it is just, a, it seems like a cold email, but in reality, like in the, in the end, you might be able to find somebody who's actually in the field who can provide you with, you know, um, classes that you can take. Maybe they can connect you and do an informational interview. Maybe they're able to connect you with a resource that they have so that you're able to start practicing those skills, even if you don't think you have the skills yet. So I would say start connecting with people is one. And I think getting involved, I mean, I am a huge advocate of like volunteering and obviously being a part of your community and even things that people might not realize isn't a job people can lend really, really good advice and experience from volunteering. So for example, um, if you decided, I think you do um, like volunteering at a park cleanup. If you continuously go, you make relationships with the people who are there. You make relationships with the organizer. How can you be involved on a more, on a deeper level in something you're passionate about? And that that person could be a reference for you later on. And so really taking in those, different experiences you have and, and leaning into them and, you know, building up a relationship so that you're able to have conversations of, hey, would you be able to be my reference? Or, hey, I would love to learn more about this. Would you mind like doing them? Like, can I interview you for a little bit to find out like, how did you get to where you are? And, and really leaning into the people, into, into a network. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's definitely great advice because a lot of the times, at my job too, I see a lot of like really qualified applicants, but then um, there's that component missing because a lot of them, you know, look the same at some point, you know? So then mm -hmm. that, that like motivational factor, that like willingness to learn and like being eager to be around people, a mm -hmm. lot of the times I can differentiate you. So I'm really glad you said that. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can, I can actually like attest to that as, uh, volunteer myself I've done a lot of volunteer work you know a majority pretty much all the work I've done with moving forward has been volunteer work and you know I think that has really you know I haven't done an resume, a resume in a while but when I do and I add that it's gonna look you know like a shiny little piece that I add to the puzzle there um for sure and even even uh without even putting together a resume, I've gotten people interested in, you know, talking to me about positions that they have available, even though I'm not looking, they're like, oh, this is cool what you're doing. Oh, maybe you'll be interested in this position. You should consider this and, and stuff like that. And so the work that I've done on a volunteer basis with moving forward has created some opportunities, although I haven't taken those opportunities. You know, I, I do see those opportunities arise. And I think that it also looks good to my current employer because they see what I'm doing and they're like, oh, wow, this is such a great thing that you're doing. Oh, we, we got to keep you around. How do you feel about your pay? Are you getting paid adequately? What are you thinking? And, you know, I've been really fortunate, you know, 
even throughout the pandemic and things like that. They, they've let me know that they need me there. They want me there. So they've made sure that they did their part to keep me around. That's why I haven't been looking. But when the time comes, it's definitely something that I can put on my resume and I think it'll look good. Yeah, absolutely. I've actually seen at my company, we're hiring for someone um, who has experience with like content and storytelling. And, you know, in some instances, you might not even realize that a job out there like that exists. So thinking about like the skills you have and, and how they can be translatable to different um, like professions and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think my grandma would be a great fit, fit for that job. She tells the best stories. <laughs> Yeah, but but Sarah, um, no, in all seriousness, great advice. Um, volunteering, you know, you you do in one way or another, um, do hone skills and do practice skills, and you keep you keep that going. Um, and uh, it's very very good advice. But for those who are just to say barely starting setting up a resume, what is a bad resume? What would be considered a bad resume? And what would be considered the way to go, a good resume? Yeah. So, I mean, a bad and good resume, it's so subjective to the person that's looking at it. I think, I think resumes that might need a little bit more support are like resumes that um, aren't specific enough. And for example, if you are young, um, like you're in high school or you're about to enter college and you don't have a lot of work experience, it can be easy to overlook things like um, retail or like administrative stuff as, as not being up for whatever job someone is applying to. But there are actually, there are a lot of skills, both soft and hard skills that are translatable and they just need to be translated the right way on paper. So thinking of, Like if you are someone who sort of, I've seen resumes that are like filed paperwork, right? Like that doesn't seem exciting, but if you're able to change that and say like, what types of paperwork are you, are you filing, for example, like, are you filing something with people's personal information? That means you're handling confidential information, isn't that right? Mm -hmm. So like, are you um, entering things on a, computer for data entry. I've seen a lot of data entry. Things could be said and and really playing around with the words and saying things like, you know, managed a database of X amount of files, storing, um, things like that. So really being able to sort of play around with what you're doing and not limit yourself to what you think is, is like the baseline, like filed paperwork or was a cashier or something like that. I think thinking about it in the way of like, you have to be your best marketer and you have to wow someone based on a piece of paper. And a lot of people do have those skills, right? A lot, I know a lot of my friends worked in retail. I worked at, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of Pinkberry. So a yogurt shop, that was my first job. And a lot of these different skills are definitely translatable. It's just how you put it on paper that, that matters. My first job was at Boyo Loco, and uh, one of my biggest things was handle uh, handled a large amount large amount of cash. It was my, yeah. my things in a, <laughs> on my resume, like my, my second job. <laughs> I worked at FedEx after that. They're like, I don't care if you can handle cash or not. Can you move boxes? <laughs> of course, I can. So, Sarah, like that kind of begs the question too, right? 
So there's a fine line between highlighting the truth and then like exaggerating fluff. So what would you advise someone against? What What is that like fine line you would um, you would tell people not to cross? You know, yeah. the resume building. That's a good question. Um, I haven't heard that one before. So that's a really good question. I think the way... I think a really good gut check is to literally be like, would you show this resume to your manager? And they would be like, is this what you do? Like this, this is what you do. And I think that's, I think for me, that's sort of like the gut check. Would you share your resume with your manager? And would they be able to say, cool, I can vouch for you that you did this. Okay. You know? So like thinking about, are you over fluffing it? You don't want to head into an interview. Let's say you, you get an interview based on the resume you created and you get an interview and they're sort of like asking a very specific question about something that you actually don't have experience with. <laughs> and then it's sort of like, okay, well, that just shows like a bad look on you, I think, right? Because mm -hmm. then it might not seem like, oh, that you're actually representing yourself and your skills. So I think it also goes back to what I mentioned before about like, it's like lean into the skills you have and just be able to market yourself and, and be true to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And besides all that, I think honesty is always the best policy. You know, I think that's the golden, golden rule. And so, yeah, but I, I do, I can imagine people get uh, caught up with fluffing sometimes up their, their resume and it could get carried away and exaggerate. But <laughs> yeah, I think that's some very good, very good feedback there for sure. So Sarah, you said, you said, you know, networking, um mm -hmm. and uh you know um you you tackled the 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 time gap thing that many millions of people i think it was like 40 million people that went you know got laid off um but now coming back in once again you got your resume going um you know you you have it sort of structured well what is it that you personally have seen that sticks out on resumes? Is there a certain kind of um, format or, you know, anything like that that helps people stand out from the back? Mm, yeah. So um, have you heard of like the one page resume? Sort of everybody wants their resume on one page. I think that's a pretty good tip to be able to con condense the amount of work you have into really like quick honestly like bullet points like there's also I think if you look up like literally google how long do recruiters look at a resume the answer is seven seconds right yeah. so you need to really like get get their attention in that seven seconds um so thinking about the job you're applying for what are the skills that's needed in the job and then translating that into your resume. Um, and I think a lot of people are looking, because the job market has just become so much more competitive now, looking about looking to like the level of impact you've made in the job. So we can use like for our future as an example, thinking about like how many viewers do you have? How long have you been around? Um, views, click-through rates. Um, you're also like editing videos. It's not just you're doing the podcast, you're also editing them, posting them live. So that's social media management. You know, there's a lot of things that could go in there. So being able to really put those into bullet points, showing the level of impact 
and um, not getting too wordy. Resumes that are really wordy, it's a little bit overwhelming, right? You, nobody's reading full sentences on resumes. So being aware of, of those couple of things is I think like good, good tips to have. Those are great tips for Leslie, huh? Our producer, Leslie. <laughs> so she can spruce up her resume real quick and add all that on in there. Uh, let's see. So as a recruiter, what you say that like the average, I don't know exactly what's your average, but you say on average, people scan a resume and they look at it for like seven seconds. As a recruiter, what are the key things that stick out to you? What are like the first like couple clues whenever someone hands you their resume? Mm -hmm. um, it really depends on the job you're hiring for. Um, if you're looking for um, like people who ha don't have as much experience, you might be leaning into like soft skills, like communication skills, collaboration skills. Um, and a lot of the time, things that come that matter are, can this person be coached in the job, right? Like you don't need to have every single skill. It's okay if you don't. I think, um, are, you, are you someone who wants to learn? I think we talked about that, like willingness to learn. Are you, um, will you take feedback well from a manager if they're trying to coach you to, to grow into this, into, into the next position? things like that. So for, for like more entry level folks, I would say leaning into those soft skills. But if you're hiring for someone who has more experience, you have a very specific skill set and, and you're looking for a very set, like specific experience in mind, I would say um, taking a look at like those bullet points, what was the role that they had at currently or their last role or previous role? Are those um, skills translatable? Do they have level of impact that you're looking for this person to have? And then you're actually looking for like hard skills instead of like the soft skills. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense for sure. Yeah. Now with, um, like, I, you know, I've, I've gotten two sides of this. So should you include like hobbies and like um, like personal interest in your resume, because um, I've I've gotten two separate views because I've gotten the whole seven seconds that recruiters you know that's pretty much the time that they you know they give a resume, um, and I've heard from certain recruiters that it's okay sometimes to to hit them with something personable to catch their attention, and you know hopefully lure them in for more than that seven seconds. So is it a wise thing or is it just strictly circumstantial to add hobbies and personal interests to your uh, resume? Yeah, good question. Um, I think having like res or hobbies, I mean, there are, it's, I think it's like both sides. So one side is um, hobbies. It can lend, it can lend um, bias to the interview process. You don't want um, someone to, I guess, I don't wanna use the word judge. That's not the right word. It's like perceive, perceive you in a certain way because of, of, because of a hobby or something like that. But if it was something like, let's say 
it's basketball and you won an award for basketball or that's something that you've done like like through high school through college and it's something you're proud of I would say that's an accomplishment not like under hobby you know so I would I would differentiate between between the two um and I think it also kind of aligns with like social media you know like um, thinking of what you have on Facebook or Instagram and, and things like that. I mean, at my company, we don't look at any of that. So we don't like search for someone on Facebook or search for someone on Instagram. Um, we really just base it off of their resume and um, their LinkedIn, I would say. In my company, you can't post anything on social media mm, without reporting. At all at all we have to report it so oh wow yeah it's it's a uh, it's, it's intense for sure mm-hmm. but um, jay so so you can't post anything to social media on, on you mean for the company's page nothing, or? i can't i can't post that i work there i can't post um mm-hmm. that i can't post like our logo even though like you know it's on it's on line but i personally can't post it without you know letting our um compliance officer know like hey you know, I posted that I work at such and such and um, it's out there. And then even like LinkedIn? Huh? Even like LinkedIn? Even LinkedIn. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know what? Ironically, in the beginning, when I first started, IG was okay. Instagram was okay. So it wasn't updated. So I couldn't put nothing on like Twitter or Facebook and LinkedIn. I know that for, for a fact, those three oh, wow. are the bigger ones. So it's kind of... um kind of strange those guys are you are you a double o agent jay just tell us you can tell us <laughs> i know and i'm Why so you think curious. I switch hairstyles so often bro <laughs> i'm always switching hairstyles because I, I gotta keep i gotta you know i gotta be ready to keep on the run <laughs> now i'm like really curious <laughs> I'll let you know. i can let you know what i do but offline i just can't exactly i just can't put it out there mm-hmm. so okay, i cool. speaking of like social media and stuff how important do you think it is to consider the types of things that you're posting on your social media? You, I know you said with uh, your job, they don't look into that, but maybe other employers do. And so mm-hmm. do you think that's something people should really consider when they're in the job market? Should they clean up, do a little scrubbing of their social media if maybe they have things on there that they don't think the company would approve of? Or what do you suggest in terms of social media and jobs? Yeah, good question too. Um, So anything that is on the internet is staying on the internet, no matter what. I think if you are posting things online that you don't want your employer to see, then I would say, make it private, make, go through your accounts, make sure that it is not um, like, if I Googled literally like John Smith, this company that it doesn't pop up as like your Facebook or your Instagram and things like that. That's easily accessible to the public. Um, but I mean, I, I'm also someone who like social media, I think is, is also like personal in a way, you know, it's, it's how you Mm -hmm. connect with your friends and your family. And I feel like if that's something that you want to do, maybe, I mean, like I'm, I'm all for it. If you want to make it private so that other people can't see it and you're just a little bit more selective, I think that's fine too. I think it's almost asking because he has a bunch of uh, like guns and stuff in his <laughs> Instagram. So, you know, 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, guys. Follow him at. <laughs> right. So, I mean, what are you going to do? He's a, he's but a rebel. <laughs> he's a rebel, that guy. So that leads me to another question. Um, <laughs> okay. It's kind of a weird segue. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, but seriously. Um, so LinkedIn, right? Uh, that's like something that a lot of people use to network and maybe find potential employment and stuff like that. Uh, how important is it, do you think, that someone has a LinkedIn and keeps that updated, especially if they're, you know, on a job hunt? Yeah, I am very pro LinkedIn. Um, people f- people find you that way. So um, companies have um, folks on their recruiting team called sourcers. And sourcers are literally on LinkedIn looking for people who are in companies right now who are not applying, right? So not everyone you're trying to hire is applying. Sometimes you need to reach out and be like, hey, you don't know who I am. You don't know what company this is, but we really like your profile. We would love to speak with you. And making sure your LinkedIn is up to date on that information is, is critical because there are people literally in companies whose job it is to like go on LinkedIn and find people because people who are looking for jobs, I mean, excuse me, people who aren't looking for jobs, like people who've been in their company for a long time and may not be looking for a job. Sometimes those are the people you want to find people who want to stay at their company, who are loyal, who are doing very cool things. So yeah, I would very pro LinkedIn, making sure it's always up to date. I guess I got to update my LinkedIn then. Got to get to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's even like, um, a function of LinkedIn that like just put it all there and it'll put it in a resume for you or something like that. Wow. So it formats everything yeah. for you and just lays it out. Yeah, I think so. It's yeah. not as pretty as like one that you would create on your own, but yeah. it's, it's literally just putting it all in there. Very nice. So do you think there's anything that people should really include on their LinkedIn? So anything special that they should keep in mind? Yeah, I think LinkedIn Um, There are things on LinkedIn that are just really cool to have and do like you can have your friends or friends, coworkers, I would say managers, colleagues, like they can endorse you for skills on LinkedIn. They can actually write you a reference on LinkedIn um, and things like that. And people can find all of that just by looking you up. And so it sort of does that due diligence like oh does this person have this skill cool they were endorsed by five people on it and their manager wrote them a reference so I feel like I want to reach out to them so there's some cool features on there uh, so could they kind of yelp you like could they give you a bad review I don't have LinkedIn so I don't know I mean like you can choose what you want to post on your profile like after they write a review you you can choose to add it or not you can also be like there's an option that's like send back for revision and you can just tell them like, Hey, I didn't like this. So <laughs> please revise. Right. Do right. you had a question? Oh, I was going to ask uh, Sarah, what are some red flags that make you maybe like skip over a resume or it just doesn't make a resume as strong. What just like screams, Oh, this is not okay. <laughs> Oh, screams, this is not okay. Yeah, I don't think I've... Person, you know. 
Yeah, I don't think that happens really often. People, I think, do put a lot of time putting it together. So I've seen a lot of people like want to put their best foot forward when they're applying to a job. So, I mean, I, don't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that is like really, really bad or anything like that. What or about like a funky, like a that, funky font? Like a funky font. Like I've seen like really badly formatted resumes, okay. like that it's hard to read and stuff like that. And then it's sort of like, you know, um, yeah, it's not something fun to read. So you're more likely to get skipped over because it it might just be too text heavy. Yeah. What do you think about including GPAs on a resume? GPAs. So like you're in college, high school, I would say um if you're looking for an internship, I would add GPA. If you're like still in school and you're trying to find like that job, um, that first job while you're in school or even um, your first job out of college, I would say GPA is, is good. But I mean, like, it's not mandatory. Uh, like, I would say put it on there if it's like stellar, like a 3.8 and above or something like that. But if okay. it doesn't hurt you to not have a GPA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there a limit? Like, what if it's like a 2.0? Just is that like a don't don't put it on there? I would say, yeah, maybe not put it on there. I mean, in college, my GPA was not close to a three point eight. I didn't even add it or anything like that. But um, yeah, honestly, only if it's like really really good and it's like a three point eight. I think what's more important is like are the classes you've taken applicable. So if you've taken like a marketing class and you're applying for like a marketing internship, you can put the classes you've taken, even if the GPA isn't great, because it shows that you've taken classes that are relatable and transferable to the role you're applying for. Mm. That makes sense. That makes total sense. Um, so I've grown accustomed to like, always include like say, like oh, I always think resume automatically cover letter, right? Is that sort of like a mandatory thing now, or does it take you out the game if you don't have it? No, I don't think it takes you out of the game. I think it the cover letter could really address like the gap years you might have. Um, it can sh- it it can like share a little bit more context, like instead of adding hobbies or something like that to your resume, that's something you can add into a, a cover letter to share like, it's, it's, it's literally a letter to the hiring manager saying like, dear hiring manager, this, I want this job. This is why I want this job. This is why I'm qualified for this job. And this is what I'm going to do if I get this job. So it should, it's, it's really like that. Like you don't have a way in to talk to the hiring manager for the role and you should use your cover, cover letter as a way to talk to them to really highlight skills, to really um, talk about what you're interested in learning, because that's not what a resume is. Your resume is about your experience and and things like that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of experience, we talked about including volunteer work on a resume, but where do you include that? Should you include that mixed in with your work experience? Should you have a separate section for volunteer experience? Do you have any insight on that? 
Yeah, I think it I think it could depend based on how you're formatting it. It really depends on like the formatting. So you could have like professional or just work experience at the top, then you could have volunteer experience. Or you can just group it all together and just put experience, but make sure you clarify what is a job and what's a volunteer. So it doesn't mm -hmm. seem like you're you're working for that place if it is if it is volunteering. Mm -hmm. Yeah, again, honestly is always the best policy, you know, you don't want to be make pretend CEO of something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of the, I really wanted to bring the cover letter thing up because I worked at, at change.org and mm -hmm. the hiring manager called me, obviously because of the resume as well, but he was like, I really like the fact that you know, um, you shared your, your, your soccer experience. Cause that was like a huge thing. And I kind of, you know, um, incorporated me being a captain and me leading and stuff like that as leadership skills. And he was like, you know, I played soccer, so I, I completely get it. So like the cover letter, um, the resume spoke for itself, but the cover letter kind of showed character and like who I am and how I sort of, you know, saw a sport like soccer and evolved into like leadership. So I think that, you know, the cover letter, could be a great way to tie in, your hobbies and your personal, um, your personal stuff into, mm -hmm. into the resume. Cause like you said, that's, um, that's sort of like the pre-interview, right? So yeah. directly to the, to the hiring manager. So. Yeah. If there is an opportunity to write a cover letter, if it's like even optional, I would, I would highly suggest you write one. Yeah. I've got another question. Mm -hmm. Is it, Mandatory, do you think it is at least to include an objective, a clear objective? And do you have any advice on how to put together an objective? Mm -hmm. um, I would put in an objective if you have an objective, not if you don't have an objective. If you like know that this is a job that you want, let's say you're applying to a very specific role, and um, you are looking to really, like I mentioned, get, your, get the recruiter to look at your resume for more than seven seconds. I would say writing a very strong objective is, would be helpful. So I've seen resumes that have things like seven plus years of experience in X industry looking to make a change into this because they're looking for a job change. You know, so mm -hmm. they could be moving from like marketing, for example, to like sales or vice versa, you know, like something like that, where um, you're able to really like with a, with a very specific resume, kind of share with the recruiter what you're looking for and, and why they should move forward with you. So like the seven plus years that helps the, the recruiter know like, hey, I don't have to count how many years you worked within this field. It's already there, like seven plus years of experience, X, Y, Z. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, putting together the, the objective, I think it'd be, I think, honestly, I am a fan of like Googling templates and stuff like that. And like huge fan of like peer review, like asking your friends, asking your mentors, I would say. And, um, and being open to, feedback and and actually taking in that feedback to to make it better speaking of peer review 
our lovely producer, Leslie, has volunteered to share her resume. Uh, Leslie, can I, can, I, can I get an amen real quick? Amen. All right. <laughs> so cool with it. All right. So if it's okay with you, Sarah, I know we emailed you the resumes. Leslie's resume is in there. She's sort of the mid-career resume that we had, and she said that she's open to, to get um, any kind of help at all. Um, <clears throat> so she's taking full advantage of your expertise. Okay. So did you want to share the resume, maybe give us a little feedback, a little peer? Sure. Peer I'm nervous because it's like recording, but yes, I'm, I'm happy to. <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be that great. Was, I'm sure. That was Leslie, by the way. Let, you heard Leslie's voice. Yeah. Legendary mystic voice in the background. All right. While we're waiting to pull that up, um, did you get a chance to take a look at it, Jay, or anyone else? Leslie's? Yes. Yeah, I um I told her I redacted her personal information besides her social security number and her complete address. No. <laughs> no. no, I redacted everything personal. So while we wait for for Leslie's, I actually have a student um pulled up. Oh great. So, you know, this is completely anonymous, right? We're using the name. John Doe as alias, right? So everything is is all um, good to go with that. So th this is like a what I think is a pretty good starting student resume. So if, if you want to give some input on this, low stakes, this, you know, for you right here, I'm going to share the screen, okay? Okay. Let me see right now. Um, Leslie, can you make me co-host, please? Okay, great. So we're going to look at a actual John Doe resume here. Yes, a student yes. resume. <laughs> Student resume. Okay, let me see if I can move this to the side a little bit. So this is someone that um, is entering college. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or uh, first year of college. Yeah, there you go. So um, whatever you see, let me know um, if you want me to stop or start or whatever the case is. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. So um, the first thing I'm noticing is that the um, there's a lot of information, which is great because it looks like they have been involved in a lot of different things. They're adding their high school, their college experience. It's, it's looking really good so far. Um, a couple of things I would say are, um, it might not seem important, but formatting really does matter. So if you notice the right hand margins, the dates aren't lining up straight, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I would I would honestly say like it's not a big deal, but like the having the full um 
having the full like month, September takes up so much space. I would consider abbreviating and then abbreviating all of it all the way down. So it doesn't take up too much space and there's more white space around. So it's easier to read. It's more inviting to read. Mm -hmm. um, I think like these are really great examples of being able to really shine and show what you're doing at work. So looking at this Kaiser Permanente psychiatry department intern, like shadowed and assisted employees in the psychiatry, psychiatry department to further my interest in the medical field. Amazing. Organized events through collaborated efforts with employees. I would maybe extend that and say like what types of events? Were they social? Were they um, things like that? Um, and then what I would also suggest is every bullet should be a verb. So looking, or excuse me, under the Kaiser Permanente. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like shadowed and assisted, et cetera. Great, organized, great. But then I would use, I would put filed confidential files on its own line. Okay. And then bullet point them. Mm -hmm. And then I think that last part, which is where it says like full-time summer job, I think that is, you, you don't need to write that because intern can already, um, like you already know that it's an internship. So um, you might not need that extra information. Mm -hmm. And then I like the awards section, honor section, because it like, I don't know if you know, have you ever heard of Patagonia? Oh, it yeah, is, sure. Yeah, so Patagonia, it's a B Corp company, which is like a company, it's a company, but it is like dedicated, like they went through a whole B Corp certification process to say that they're going to do good to the environment. And they're like telling everyone that we are a company, but our like overarching goal is to do good to the environment. And so that's what a B Corp is. And um, I was able to go to a conference and I saw their like they, I think it's called CHO, don't quote me on that, but it's chief heart officer. Like, like you have to care about your employees from the heart. And what he said to me is like, the best resumes are read from the bottom up. So thinking about the things that they do outside of work and making sure that like, are they giving back to the community? Do they care about the people they're working with? So I love the honors and awards section. Yeah. So overall, this looks like a really great resume, a lot of experience, um, not really much to, to give feedback on other than like formatting, but looks really good. And I what, like the, the 4.2 from Richmond High School. Yeah. So there's a GPA included in mm -hmm. this one. Um, one thing that I'm hearing from you, at least what it sounds like is try and get the message across as clearly as you can, but with uh, as little words as possible. And mm -hmm. I think that's something that I'm hearing is should be a goal to try and get that clear communication off as quickly as possible so people don't have to read extra words um, mm -hmm. unnecessarily. And that way you could squeeze in a little bit more about what you're actually doing while not, you know, filling it with just like fillers. Uh, that's what I'm hearing. W what do you think? Is that is that am I reading between the lines, or is that 
Correct. No, you hit the nail on the head. We could probably have him do, you, you could join my, <laughs> join my company. Yeah, I think that's really it. It's, it's really about making sure you're aware of like the space you use and making sure you utilize it well. Yeah, I mean, that's something I try and do regularly. I need a little practice in my regular everyday conversation because I start yeah. going off sometimes. But, you know, I try to incorporate that into my life. Yeah, you and I both, but don't call me Johnny Londays for nothing. <laughs> Thank you. So were, were, we, were we able to get Leslie's? Yep. Yep, I'm going to pull it up right now. One second. Let me go ahead and have Leslie make me a host as well. There we go. Uh-oh, game time. This is fun. I know this is fun. This is fun, right? We get to <laughs> dive deep into the Leslie's. You, could you guys see it right? All right. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. All right. Yeah. So she did include an object objective. Mm -hmm. Nice. It is pretty clear. Mm -hmm. uh, as, far, as far as like it being easy to read. Yeah. So let's stop right here real quick. So this I think is, is really good. I like this space because it's very easy to read. I'm not overwhelmed at all at reading it. I'm able to sort of be like, boom, boom, boom. I really like the formatting too. Like you're saying the company, the city. Um, and I think, I actually think city also is important because depending on where you are located, if you're looking for a job in like San Jose, that's like a good question that I think recruiters should ask is, oh, it looks like your last role is in San Jose or is in Oakland. Would you be open to commuting to San Jose, right? So that, that like brings up that conversation. You could potentially ask for like flexibility and remote work, who knows, depending on the job. Um, and then here, I would say in the bullet points, I love that there are bullet points. Um, I would actually change it to um, like action word, like verb, like what you did here. So I would actually start with create content and then what types of content in online radio company. So starting with that action verb and then moving on from there. And then um, like work with the soundboard while the host talent did their show, I would say I would start with work and um, what are some um, things that you did with the soundboard? Like, were you sort of producing um, behind the scenes or anything like that? I have no idea also, so sorry. I don't know what a soundboard operator does. So I don't know how to provide any any uh, feedback on that, but I would start with like the action, action verb. I think the real the real thing is what what doesn't she do? She does it all. <laughs> yeah, she does it all. And that it's clearly shown here. So that's great. So let's go down a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, education. There we go. Nice. Okay. Congrats on graduating. That's Ooh. great. All right, Liz. Yeah. Oh, references. Yeah. Is that mm -hmm. fine? Yeah, upon request, I, I wouldn't put your references on or, on your first resume. If someone is, if, if you do get to the point of references, which is typically the end of the process, you would 
they would ask your permission and be like, could you provide references? They don't need to look at it in your resume. Okay. Yeah. There you Looks go. Looks good, Liz. Leslie. Some action words, some verbs on there, huh? Throw some verbs on there. Also, I'm wondering why there's like a lot of space on the right side. I'm wondering, is it like the formatting doesn't go all the way across the page? Because if it, if it does go all the way across, then it would be one page or maybe two pages instead of three. That's something I was going to ask. How do you feel about a three-page uh, resume? I know the, the other one we looked at, I think, was one page. You know, we talked mm -hmm. a little bit about that. Is uh, Do you feel like this could maybe be condensed into less pages, it sounds like? Or do you think that if you have that much information to share, then you should make sure you include as much as you can as two, three pages? That's all good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good question. I would say um, for some of these, I would probably like see if I can condense bullets together. Like even in um, San Francisco State University, I would even maybe do like BA instead of Bachelor of Arts. And then um, the minor could be on the, the same page and it could um, on the same line, excuse me, so that it doesn't take up two spaces. Mm -hmm. um and doing that throughout so like maybe we could if we could scroll up just a little bit yeah so like let's look at little star pizza for example like the second and third bullet point are talking about the same thing so like condensing that into like um communication with kitchen and customers or something like that to condense it onto one line and I like that you added like that last bullet, which is like familiar with Revel POS system. I think adding like the tools you use is super helpful because if you are looking for a job that might have a similar tool, what, what I would be thinking is, okay, it's less time to train her on that. So maybe that's, you know, it might, so if we hire her, she'd be able to hit the ground running. Mm -hmm. There you go, Liz. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for providing a resume. Very, we got very to look at. Okay, Summer. We got to look at a real life resume and get to kind of, because I mean, there's only so much you can talk about it. Looking at one, I think, is super helpful for this particular episode. But mm -hmm. with that, we are nearing the one hour mark so quick. We knew it was going to fly by. As it always does, at the end of the show, Sarah, we like to give our shout outs. So uh, we usually start, we're in the studio from the right to the left. Usually it's in Sumo, so let's go ahead and start that off the same way as we do in studio. Sumo, did you want to hit any shout outs tonight? Yes, yes, a couple of shout outs. Got to shout out Leslie, first and foremost, for providing us with a resume to look at and uh, holding it down on the boards and helping us get this whole thing to work. Uh, she got the, the tech down, so we appreciate that. We got to add this to the resume. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> there you go. The other uh, person I want to shout out is uh, Lady. Uh, Sarah, I'm sure, has been in touch with Lady. She helped coordinate this whole uh, thing. And I believe it's Kelly who was the first mm -hmm. person that Lady contacted from Contra Costa College who helped coordinate it. And also Marisol Cantu from Contra Costa College all helped bring this whole episode together. So we appreciate those fine people. 
absolutely. D-Money? Yeah, for sure. Shout out to Leslie. Shout out to every single person watching. I hope you found this information useful. And um, especially shout out to Sarah. You know, I wish all recruiters were like her. She's like very warm and, you know, will yeah. lay it out <laughs> and, you know, just is guiding in, in a, you know, in a good way, not in a kind of judgmental, harsh. I, it looks like you you review things with a lot of thought. So, yeah, thank, especially shout out to you. Thank you for coming on and, and you know, um, helping us to learn how to refine a resume a little bit better, especially for our younger audiences who are new to this, you know? Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. I want to shout out, once again, Kelly Ramos. Thank you for setting this all up. Marisol, Leslie, Sarah. Um, and I want to shout out uh, Delaware because I don't think they get shout you know, they don't get enough shout outs out there. So the state of <laughs> Delaware, shout you out. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Sarah, the well, lady of the night. Yeah, I, I mean, Kelly, if you are watching this, I don't know if you are, but if you are, you're amazing. So thank you so much. Huge. Mm -hmm biggest shout out to, to Kelly. Um, I would love to shout out everyone here. So including Lady. Lady has been so patient with me, reminding me, Sarah, we need to send over the video. Can you please send it to me? So she has been great throughout this process. Shout out to Leslie behind the scenes. I know there was some hiccups. So thank you so much. And Selmo, Jade, Diana, great to be here. Um, I would also like to shout out, I, I know I'm actually in a master's program. I don't know if any of my classmates are watching this. We have class right now. So I okay. am not in class. I think I was talking to lady about it, but people were like, yeah, we'll log on to drive up the numbers. <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah. shout out to all of you. If you are watching, um, shout out to, I think I have a lot of friends watching. Hopefully a couple people yeah. were like, oh, I'll watch. And uh -huh. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> and um, shout out to everyone who's watching this. Thank you for sitting with me for an hour. I don't know if this was exciting for you. Shout out to Mr. G because I was asked to shout out Mr. G. Mr. G, you're watching this. Shout out to you. Um, and yeah, if I can just do a double shout out to Kelly, I'll do a double shout out to Kelly. That's nice. But before, before we sign off, Sarah, do you have any... Uh, resources that you know of or places that people want to get more information that they can check for additional info? Yeah, um, I would say if you are looking for someone to look at your resume, I am happy to offer myself. Wow. You can find me on LinkedIn or I don't know if I want to share my email address here, but you can find me on LinkedIn and you can send me like a message on LinkedIn. Just add me. Let me know that you saw this through um for a future and then um I'll, I'll i'll send you an email and we can like meet up and things like that so awesome. yeah so what we can do is probably add if you're okay with that sarah your linkedin link to the sure. bio of this episode and they can get in touch with you yeah absolutely i am i'm more than happy perfect all yeah. right you guys heard it here y'all so her linkedin information will be in the description below once again, if you're rejoining us, thank you so much for your continued support. If you're new to the channel, please like, share, and subscribe. We're talking to you classmates. We're talking to who else is joining? Your friends. Just <laughs> help us drive those numbers up as we are looking to get monetized so we can further fund our scholarship program. But with all that being said, 
Anybody else want to say anything else? Are you good to go? Thank you for tuning in, everybody. All right. Thank you so much. Let's do that outro.